Shut up. I'm listening to the next English podcast. <laughs> You're listening to the next English podcast, a podcast for English learners at B1, B2 and C1 levels. Shut up. You're listening to the next English podcast. Hello everyone. Welcome to the next English podcast. Usually when I have guests on the next English podcast, I give my guests some notice, yeah? But today I didn't do any of that. One hour, maybe let's say 90 minutes before the start of this live show, I had no idea who I was going to interview. And so I asked on my Instagram um, account who would like to come on as a guest. And I got a swift response from Gerardo. Hi, Gerardo. Welcome to the next English podcast. Hi, Venek. How are you? I'm all right. How are you yourself, man? I'm doing great here. Excellent. Welcome to the next English podcast. Thank you very much for accepting my offer. Thank you so much and nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. So um, I don't know if we can hear you very well, but it seems like you are a little bit too quiet. Is there a yeah. way you could... Yes. Is there, a way you... loudly, right? Is there a way you could boost your, your mic in a way? Or... Yeah, but now a little bit better. Yeah. So, okay. Gerardo, where are you from? I am from Venezuela, uh, but I'm living here now in Brazil, in Sao Paulo specifically, this big city. Yeah. Okay. So, so we are talking about South America, Venezuela. So that's where you are originally from, and you are Venez. What's the nationality from Venezuela? I don't want to mess it up. Venezuelan. You're Venezuelan. Mm -hmm. Yes. Nice. I think you must be the first Venezuelan on the next English podcast. Okay. Well, such an honor, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's the case. <laughs> yeah. So welcome to the podcast. Although I have done a few, quite a few podcasts with people living in Brazil or specifically mm -hmm. with Brazilian people too. So in that sense, it's not that unique, but... The fact that you're Venezuelan, it makes it super unique. So <laughs> it's an honor. It's an honor for me to interview a person from Venezuela. Thank you so much. It's a it's an honor for me uh, to be here. Actually, it's the first time that I am in a podcast. So, really? Yeah, it's the first time. It's my first time. Like uh, a little bit nervous because I, it's like uh, I am talking to you, but at the same time, there are many people hearing me. <laughs> so it's weird, but it's a great experience. I like it. Don't worry. Don't worry. This will pass. It's just the first few minutes. And until, <laughs> until you get, get, uh, you know, the, you will get the hang of it for sure. Okay. Okay. So, uh, we have got one person listening to us, Rod from Brazil. He says, welcome to Brazil, Gerard, Geraldo. So, <laughs> so much. Um, Brazilian people are so welcoming. They are great yeah. people. I love Brazilian people. Yes, they are great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I'm sure Venezuelan people are great too. And um, 
This is, this is interesting. <laughs> yeah, this is always fun for me. I have to say, this is always, I like, I like the, the thrill of the unknown whenever I speak to a stranger. You are a stranger to me. I'm sorry yeah, to say that, but this, yeah, the first time I talked to you was, was 90 minutes ago, yeah? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So I like I liked the, the thrill of the unknown, well, but yes? It's, but it's different, you know, because, for example, in your case, yes, for, uh, yeah. for you, I am a completely stranger. But for yeah. me, I have seen you, for example, on Instagram for a long time. So it's ah. like... Uh, it's like, uh, I, it, it's weird to say, but I get familiar, you know, because when you hear a yeah. voice, yes, around, <laughs> maybe you don't know that person, but you get familiar with that person, you know, a little bit. For you, it's completely different. I know yeah. the experience because it's the first time that you hear me, you hear my voice, but for yeah. you, it's yeah. like uh, to talk with a voice that I have, that I have been hearing around, you know? Mm -hmm. For quite a long time, yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. Yeah, but I, I, I wanted to to finish my point. I, I wanted to say that okay, I okay. do like this a lot because because it's it's kind of exciting and also it's a wonderful opportunity to basically to find something to talk about because sometimes I have a I have a bit of a plan and I let's say I know what topic we are going to talk about me me and my guest but uh, here I have no clue we just we just we just have to wing it yeah yes and it's kind of nice because it's it's going to be basically me getting to know you you know yeah and you getting to know me I guess <laughs> yes definitely Definitely. I know a couple of things, you know? I know a couple of things, yes. Okay, well, I don't know if it's bad. It's something bad. It's better if we keep it under wraps. For example, the fact that you are an English teacher and you taught English in UK, in the UK, I think. Yeah. So, yes, I know that things, yes. Well, I know, as a matter of fact, that you are an English teacher yourself. Because I saw it in your profile. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. that means we are fellow English teachers. We are colleagues. Yes, colleagues. Yes. Yeah, we should probably oh. high five at this at this point. But I don't know how you high five via um, the internet. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know. I guess I don't we know. would have to. I guess you have to post an icon. Let's see if I can find a high five. Hmm. <laughs> This is not the right one, is it? Because we have got listeners, whoever is listening live to this, there is a super chat that you can use. There is a chat that comes with the app. And you can respond and write messages to us and to anyone else who is listening. And we okay. do have some emojis here, but I'm not sure there is a hi-fi emoji. I don't think so. I can't see it. I see here a, like a heart, like a gift. Yeah. I guess we can go with the, with the heart then. Where's the heart? I don't have a heart there. Maybe I'm, it's I'm because happy. I'm not using the... Oh, maybe you have a different set of icons <laughs> or something. Oh, well. <laughs> yes. Okay, Gerardo. So um, how long have you been an English teacher? For four years. So I have experience, but I don't consider myself like a master. You know, I'm learning still about this market that I really love. I really love what I do, honestly. Well, yes, mm -hmm. uh, four years of experience. Actually, uh, four years this month, because I started 
on this uh, in in December 2017. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, are you going to celebrate this anniversary? <laughs> <laughs> I should be right. I, I should, should celebrate. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. You absolutely should. Yes. <laughs> so, what is it like? What's 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 it like to be teaching English in Brazil then? Well, it's a completely different experience. Uh, in, in this market here, is amazing. I really like it. It's like uh, there are a, a lot of schools here around. But uh, the thing that I think that um, what is really different is, is people, you know, you know, when uh, before came to this country, before coming mm -hmm. to this country, I was teaching English to people uh, whose uh, native language was Spanish, you know, and now yeah. here the language is different, it's Portuguese. And it's amazing, even when Spanish and Portuguese are kind of similar uh, yep. I, I see it's different it's like I use I see the contrast you know how to teach uh, people whose native language is different you think that maybe because you are teaching English it's going to be the same for everybody but definitely that the, the native language influenced a lot yep. interference absolutely a, a lot. And it's, comp it's completely different like uh, you need to you need to you need to figure out how people think, you know, and how uh, their language interferes in, yeah. in, uh, in, in the learning process, but specific, mm -hmm. specifically English, of course. So I have, I have experienced that and it's, and it's amazing because uh, sometimes I, I am the kind of teacher that I like to think that the best way to learn is to immerse the student in the language completely. Um, yep. And you use English in class. But, you know, when you are teaching, for example, a, a bunch of Venezuelans or Peruvians or Ecuadorians, you know that at certain point, maybe you can address something in, in their native language. But in this case, when I came to this country, I didn't speak any Portuguese, you know. Yep. So at that time, I learned I learned how to survive and how to do my job in a different way, uh, uh -huh. like facing different difficulties and knowing how people think, you know, because I think that the way you think is completely um, influenced by your, by your language, you know. So definitely it's a, it, it was completely different. I, I really uh, love that switch, you know, that I did in my yep. career. Do you know what? You have pretty much described what happened to me personally, because obviously I started off as an English teacher teaching a lot of people from the Czech Republic. Yeah, that's where I'm from. I'm Czech. But to be honest, to be honest, I still do teach occasionally some people from the Czech Republic online. Yeah. But I have to say that I started enjoying my job even more when I had the opportunity to teach students from different countries, especially when I was teaching groups of students, which were multilingual classes. Yeah. So in my class, I would have students whose first language was different. Beautiful. And yeah. that was, that was, that was so amazing. And then in London, it, it kind of all, you know, it, it, it became obviously even more important. And 
like you say, like there's no way you can use your mother tongue because no one can really speak it, especially when it comes to Czech. Yeah, maybe Spanish is quite a quite a worldwide language, but when it comes to <laughs> Czech, like not many people can speak it, speak it around the world. Yeah. Um, yes. So uh, because. I don't know if uh, sorry continue <laughs> no no i just wanted to say that 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 because czech is not so widespread then it's it's yeah. actually it's actually kind of cool and i love it and as you said i this is how i teach the immersion english only uh finding ways to survive speaking the, the target language only and the it's yeah. it's it's all it's all brilliant yeah and also it's more it makes more sense for the student to learn the language it gives the yes. it gives it more purpose, it, because if you are Venezuelan teaching English in Venezuela um, to Venezuelan people, mm -hmm. they might sometimes be like, "Well, why am I even learning this language? I can talk to this guy in in, in Spanish, right?" So if if they have a teacher, if if you are teaching Bra Brazilian learners and they, uh, students, and they have a teacher from Venezuela, they might be more motivated to learn because. They want to understand you more, right? They want to, um, they want to make a connection with you because you are also a little bit exotic for them, yes, and they I see am. that there's more purpose in the learning, right? Absolutely, man, absolutely. And let me and let me tell you something different. Um, oh well, something that supports that idea. For example, I am a Spanish teacher too. But when I start to make my career as a Spanish as a Spanish teacher, I always say that I am a non-native English teacher, but I am a native Spanish teacher. <laughs> so I experience like a, both sides to be non-native teacher and native teacher, mm -hmm. you yeah. know. But in yeah. the case, for example, Spanish, when I started my career teaching Spanish, I remember that I was I was teaching people from U.S. Uh, Europe. And Asia and it was so amazing because it's like uh, Spanish was so different from them and for yeah. them it's very difficult and to take your students and, and to help them you know to that uh, in that journey uh, it's really hard but at the same time really really ex uh, exciting but when I came to this country and I said like uh, I have experience teaching Spanish also and they hired me as a Spanish teacher too uh, yep. they, I noticed, like, uh, man, it was so boring because they yep. they speak Portuguese, and so they understand even when they have never studied Spanish before. But for yep. me, it's not a challenge as a teacher. I know exactly. there are people that there are people out there enjoying themselves teaching Spanish, and, and I know it's not the same thing to understand than to speak. You know, it's completely different to speak. But yep. even with that, I see like uh, English is more exciting because I can help people in a journey that sometimes they consider difficult. And when they are learning with, with you, you find that satisfaction, you know, that they are doing yep. something great for their careers and their life. But uh, with the Spanish, I consider like, I don't know, it's so boring that I don't like it. So sometimes they want to see me like a Spanish teacher because I came from a country whose native language is Spanish. But honestly, English is my passion, especially in this country. Yep. <laughs> so I, I want really to I want to say one thing. Yes. Yeah. If I may if I may butt in, I want to say one thing, Gerardo, you you completely speaking my mind now. And <laughs> I'm totally with you on this because 
That's exactly why I don't want to cheat. That's you've just described everything that I'm feeling and the reason I will never want to teach Czech full time. Like I, I have tried it a little bit. I've, I've really, it's just like, I have got like, let's say two, three small experiences of, of teaching Czech. Yeah. And as you said, it's a bit, I don't want to use the word boring, but it's just a bit weird. <laughs> Also, I studied English. Yeah? I, I know everything about the linguistics. I know mm-hmm. everything about it. And and as you said, it's it's the, the fact that I, I still feel as a learner myself, and I will never stop being a learner, an English learner, that, that makes it more exciting for me, actually. Because yeah. it, at times it may feel, especially if you teach higher level students, it may feel as if you are learning with the students. Yeah, and definitely. I think I think... The students also end up trusting you more because you can show you can you are you are you are setting them a very good example of your own learning journey, how you've made it, and I think they can trust you more because of that. And it, it's 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 just brilliant, man. And also, like, um, if you look at the on the other side, you are mo- you are more empathetic as well. You are more empathetic because you you know how it feels. You know how it yeah. feels to learn a foreign language. So if your students are struggling, you know, you, you, you are like, yeah, I have been there, been there, done that, got the T-shirt, you know? <laughs> definitely, definitely. You know, um, you put uh, yourself in those shoes, you know, and, and you exactly. know it's not that easy. But especially because at the time people people start learning a language, they don't know how to do it. It's like... Uh, mm-hmm. Is it, yeah. they, they, they know there's a language out there, but uh, how to learn it? For example, now I I realized that I made so many mistakes when I started learning English. That so many things that I thought at that time that helped me, but actually not at all. You know. So yeah. sometimes you try to show uh, uh, to show them the path. You know. Uh, exactly. And to guide them, but sometimes I feel like, uh, uh, you know, it, this matter of learning a language. Sometimes people want to stay in the comfort zone and using their native language to understand the language. Sometimes yeah. you push your students to not do that because to disattach to that in the future is going to be very difficult. But sometimes people don't understand that, and you understand as a teacher, of course, that you need to. Uh, to let people experience what they want, you know, it's like a, you, you can you can show them the path, but yeah. even when yeah. they are so afraid, you know, because sometimes you speak English to them and they are even shaking. But sometimes, <laughs> like uh, they need to they need to live their own process, you know, and to understand yeah. the things yeah. when they are ready to to that uh, to uh, do that. Uh, huh? Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. And I, as you said, I also want to go back to that point of. Okay. You enjoying the job. If okay. you're enjoying the job, if you're very passionate about this yourself, the, they will feel it. Your students will always feel it. You know, they will always feel it. And the, 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 you're way more likely to, to, to gain their trust. And they are way more likely to follow you, to do what they, they will just... They, you're just going to give them the purpose, you know, because they will yeah. see that, that that passion is very contagious, you know. Yes, totally, totally. And that's why, that's why I think 
we are very important and we should we should remind this to ourselves because let's be honest this TEFL world or this this world of English teachers it's quite competitive yeah and often yeah. often what what happens is that that lot of students a lot of learners get obsessed with those native speakers yeah don't yeah. get me wrong I like I love native speakers yeah I've got native speaker friends yeah. but sometimes okay. this is not justified this obsession <laughs> This obsession is not simply justified, because then you get to you you get to study with uh, a teacher who might not even like doing their job. Yeah. So why would you even why would yeah. you even put yourself in that in that position, right? Man, it's like uh, that topic. I can talk a lot about that. It's like uh, uh, sometimes the market is unfair, you know, and yeah. far from yeah. helping people is is actually making the process more difficult because when you as a school you go out and you say here i have native speaker for you to learn you don't you don't need to do anything you just no. need to take our classes and you are going to succeed and man it's not like that it's totally the opposite you know you don't see you know any what? school you, you don't you don't see any school yeah. selling the idea that it's your responsibility you know, the, this is the problem, yeah, because because it's the marketing. It's exactly the same with why, let's say, clickbait, clickbaits work, yeah. When YouTubers uh, use clickbait, it's just it, this is something people want to see because this is the mindset of people these days. This is this is the this is the world of the stereotypes, and that's what people think yeah. that if native speaker, if you if you speak to native speakers, that means you're gonna learn much faster. You're gonna you're gonna suddenly become proficient, and it's just the the end all and be all of you know. It's it's the glorification, yeah. But that's not how it yeah. works. But unfortunately, like just just to defend the businesses a little bit here. Unfortunately, if if this is what the the clients want, yeah, then no. what can you do? Because you have to make a decision. Do am I going to make? Am I going to lose money? Yeah. Am I going to make a loss? Or barely break even, or am I going to um, uh, be do the right thing, right? So that that's that's the problem. That's the whole conundrum. Yes, but I, I defend the idea, like uh, for example, if I am a teacher and I consider myself a professional, and and for example, and, and for example, uh, tomorrow I start a business, you know, yeah. I am not going. For me, it's not ethic. To sell the idea like, uh, okay, in my school, I want yeah. to have native speakers, you know, because yeah. I consider yeah. if I am not the person who is going to change the market, who is going to do it? An engineer. As a teacher, I am supposed to, uh, to, to educate people about yeah. how yeah. this process is. If I am not going to do it, who is going to do it? So I, if a teacher, I sell the idea like uh, just with a native speaker, you are going to learn. That's not ethic. That's ignorance that's what I'm selling, you know. Yeah, so I yeah, need to yeah. educate people that, for example, I am a good teacher because I have experience, because I have maybe any kind of certification or. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's like. Uh, and uh, you have you have results behind you as well. You have results, yeah. you know, you, you have. 
sorry for interrupting you. I'm just too. I, I get carried away when I talk about this. <laughs> go, 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 go on. Go on. Okay. Uh, so it's like uh, um, you as a teacher, you need to educate people about how to learn a language and not yeah. just to say something because that is going to attract people to you and you are going to earn money for that, you know? So yep. you, yep. Need, you need to be ethic. Sometimes you need, for example, at the, at the beginning, for example, of any process, I usually say, guys, it's important you take classes but it's even more important that you continue having contact with the language outside the classes because the classes are a complement, you know? So yeah, you yeah. are, I am not the entire solution. It's not of just my not. responsibility, it's yours. But sometimes people don't want to hear that. That is not... No. Uh, that that is that is not a good marketing. You know, you need to you need to tell them that you are gonna fix the problem for them. So yep. sometimes yeah. that that's the problem. So it, for that reason, I said like uh, the market is so unfair because the people that are supposed to tell you what to do is telling you what is wrong. Uh, what is wrong? You know, is is telling you something incorrect just to sell, just because yeah. it's like. Uh, the idea uh, you want you want to say what people want to hear and no you're absolutely right yeah you're totally right so this is the problem i have with marketing yeah because marketing the idea of marketing is you need to find ways to 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 let people know about your product you need to make yourself visible whatever means you use right and uh Without this, it's not going to work. So you need to do the marketing. You need to do it. But that's no. that's the that's the issue I I have with it is because as you say, it's it's not very ethical in a lot of cases. And lot of in a lot of cases, you're selling people a lie. But unfortunately, if you look at the 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 often, I'm not saying it's always. Yeah, you have got examples of a lot of successful businessmen who yes. are now raking it. Yeah, who are very very successful now making a lot of money and yeah maybe they found a niche but i think normally under normal circumstances the the, the market is so saturated that it is really difficult to find that niche and unless you go for some marketing tricks you're not gonna make it that's why a lot of people who make it today even you see like all those courses online and yes. Uh, all those ads, all those paid ads in in those me um, social media, um, they they just they they just they are just successful. They are, they are making it. They they have a lot yes, of clients, man. right? Like that's, it's incredible. I think that, that's it's, the it's worst incredible. part. That's the worst part. Like uh, there are many people out there with a business, with a successful business, having a lot of uh, students and higher yeah. higher yeah. Uh, teachers with uh, uh, conceptions that are wrong you know uh, yeah. and they yeah. and, and they think they are doing right just because they give him money you know yeah, of course well because money. money talk money talk right so yes. money talks money talks that's the problem yeah so um, as a as a business owner as a businessman all you need to see is just that you are uh, in the black yeah that you are making money but yeah. um, 
that's 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 the whole issue so for example you sh i'm saying listeners you should trust people like for example luke from luke's english podcast because his marketing is almost zero his only marketing is that he has been publishing the, his podcast for years and he has been doing it well and people like it and they keep coming back to him because they like it because they like what he does because because he knows what he's doing but not because he's visible online but for someone like me yeah i really don't have a choice i have to go for some marketing because otherwise like no one is i'm not this podcast is is relatively small it's a small podcast yeah and mm -hmm. of course i would like it to grow of course i want to be successful of course i want to make money who doesn't right but the only way to do it now for me is to just find a way to implement marketing into into what i'm doing into my life and i'm trying to find ways so at least that it's like I'm, i don't want to sell people a lie so at least i'm trying to like make it funny and I still i'm still learning of course yeah it's it's all yeah. it's a lot of work I, I admire people who who know how to edit videos well for example who have the patience to do it because it's just so much work nobody realizes how long it takes to do a bloody instagram reel i did a reel on friday yeah which is about i don't know eight seconds long maybe 10 seconds long and the whole thing took me like three hours to do including the the record recording it so a few takes editing it writing a, a description of it and all that you know three hours and it's, it's just 10 seconds <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah yes definitely <laughs> Uh, well, I think it's better to have the conscious clean, you know, <laughs> because yeah. it's like yeah. a, I am the kind of teacher that I prefer maybe to have just nice students, but uh, to, uh, to have a students who value your work, you know, absolutely, and, uh, a, a students that is that that, that are giving you uh, the fair money, you know, the money you deserve, but not mm. maybe to have one thousand of a students and you don't know anything about their process or if they are doing good or not that sometimes that happens sometimes uh, business people they don't care if 20 percent of their uh, of their students are not doing well you know at the process uh, they know that there there's an amount of people that is going to fail for that for them it's completely normal but yeah. i don't know yeah. sometimes there are out there unknown uh great teachers who are very professional, have a great knowledge, and they charge. They charge, definitely charge, but you they are not famous. They just have maybe 10 or 15 students, but they are doing yeah. great, yeah. and they really help people. Um, Absolutely. And they are happy doing their job, yes. Yeah. Now, I need to find some sort of a balance here. I, I, so I still, I, still want to, I still want to have a clear conscience, as you said, because... <laughs> Because it's if it's really important for me, I can't just do something that is not right. I'm just not this kind of person. I know a lot of people can cross the line, and they are okay with it. But for me, I'm just too. I don't know. That doesn't mean like I'm 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 always a good person, yeah. But it's for me <laughs> difficult. Like whenever I w if I were to steal something or if I were to do something illegal, it's just not who I am. You know, I don't. Well, I'm not saying I've never done anything illegal yet, but you know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah. Maybe I've downloaded something on the internet or something like that, but it's not like I'm going to go and steal some stuff. But for me, it's always been difficult to like um, yeah. cross that line, you know? So I don't want to do it. I want to be who I, I, I don't want to be someone else. I want to stay who I am. I want to be authentic because I also believe in authenticity, you know? I believe yes. it's more attractive and it's just more genuine and all that. So I need to do that. But at the same time, I have to learn at least some of the basics of the marketing. I have to. I don't have a choice yeah, because yes. this world is just so competitive that yes. if, if I completely ignore it and never... Well, I know maybe even my listeners are sometimes like, Zdenek, could you stop? Like, Could you stop? Please, could you stop... Um, uh, promoting your podcast could you stop promoting your your um mini lessons <laughs> for patrons mm -hmm. you know but i i don't have a choice guys i have to yeah because if i don't do it uh, i need to keep reminding people that there's this option of course and it's not like uh, this is it's difficult subject to talk about but i want to offer people a, i want to people offer people value yeah it's not like people are just helping me, just donating money to me. No, you get something in return. You get the mini lessons, yeah? And um, that's, that's that. And I can do more. If I had more patrons, I would, I would do more because I would um, create... I have a Discord group already, yeah? I have invited you there. Yes. Too. But I would create a unique Discord group, which would be just for my patrons. And then I, then I would do a lot of stuff there for them. You know, it would be more, it's kind of a, it would be a closed community. No, but Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's okay because that, that shows the passion you feel for your career. You know, if you don't feel passion for what you do, you don't think about uh, to do something new, you know, or to have more people on. Um, I think that shows that you really want to grow into the market, you know. Uh, because otherwise, uh, and and you of course deserve to live from this, because uh, you 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 already uh, have put a lot of effort and you have studied a lot in order to get the point where you are now. So yeah. uh, you deserve definitely to have a career and to earn good money for what you are doing. So it's completely normal. I see it in that way. I think so, right? So for you, is it is it the same for you then? So are you tell us tell us? Uh, so are you working for a language school or do you also work online? Uh, well, man. Um, in for example, I have done many many different things. Um, when I started my career, I started just online for for uh -huh. school for online schools. Okay. Uh, but for example, when I was living in Peru, because I was living in Lima, the capital of Peru, mm -hmm. for a year, um, seventy percent of my incomes of from uh, of my incomes uh, came from private sessions. Uh, yeah. I yeah. and I worked for a for a company also. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, when I came to to this country, I received uh, offers to work. Um, and I started uh, working for different companies. And in that sense, it, it was a positive uh, uh, switch, you know, for me. Yep. Because yep. I started as a teacher, especially me, uh, that I am a beginner, you know, um, I try 
um, I am learning from my environment, you know. Sometimes as a teacher working in a company, I have to do things that I disagree. But you learn from that, you know. And this yeah. is like a to-do exercise. Uh, like uh, the more you have contact with the students and different students and different methodologies, uh, your mind is changing and you are creating your own criteria about how to do this correctly, you know, or mm -hmm. how you feel comfortable doing it and how you engage the students in this process. So definitely now I'm so focused on, on the schools because I feel like uh, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning from the methodology, from my bosses and all yep. of this in order in the future, because I'm sure, man, completely sure that the only way to see like, um, um, uh, you know, the best from this com from, from this uh, market is definitely when you go private, you know, when you go alone. So, but in order to create uh, that method that, that is gonna be mine in the future, uh, because as I told you, I, I, I started working um, with private students, but now that I have been working for so many companies, I know it's like uh, I take the positive things from yep. th those places and the negative ones too, in order to create my my own criteria criteria about what I'm gonna do with my students. So I am in that process, and I really want to continue growing in this market, even when I have to endure some things that I don't like it. But I'm learning, <laughs> like the, you know, like I'm the learning. admin and paperwork, yeah, and and uh, yes. uh, keeping the reg register and doing the attendance and all that. I hate it, but you are right, and it's interesting because your journey is actually. The, the the polar opposite uh, from mm -hmm. mine, right, or of yeah. mine, because because I I worked for a school or for let's say for a few schools in the first ten years of my career, right, mm -hmm. and then just when the pandemic happened, that's when I started thinking of going independent like i have always had some stu students on the side but it was usually just a few and it wasn't the main thing for me it couldn't be because i i had you know i had um responsibilities working for those schools i worked for yes but but, but I, I i feel like i i now that i'm more working now that i'm working online more like my no literally my only income comes from online now now it feels like it, it it it's all right. Of course, it's all right, but it's also different and more difficult in some ways because you have to find your own students, yeah, and yeah. which is exciting and difficult at the same time. <laughs> uh, but yeah. what I want to say is also that, like, if you work for a school, there is more security, kind of more security long-term security in in a sense that if you keep doing the same job, if you keep doing a good oh, job, a which, I, which I believe I always did, then um, you know that you will always have that job. The problem is that sometimes it's difficult for you to grow, to grow in those, in those places because what, what, what can you achieve? Like if you work for, 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 I don't know, if you work for a different kind of business, there are positions that you can achieve when you do when you do a good job. And if you are a little bit competitive, which I believe I am, then mm -hmm. what's the motivation to keep going and 
did, did, all you are asked to do is to do the same kind of job all the time. And once once they are comfortable with you as a, as as their employee, they know what you can do. That's the moment when you st- start being a little bit too comfortable. I have experienced it a few times already, and it's like, okay, so no matter what I do, I'm gonna be fine because they they are okay with what I do here. This nobody is complaining. The students are not complaining, so all is fine. But no, n- not all is fine. I am not fine. You know. I'm not fine because I am frustrated. I, I become frustrated and, and it's easy to burn out for me, you know, yes. because you always need this, this sense of progression in your life, right? You always need this sense of achievement or something. So in, in a way, in a way I can get this online, but it's risk. It's more risky. It's more mentally draining in a, in a way. As well, it's difficult to explain. I think in the future I will probably work for a school in some in some form, in some way, shape, or form, at least a little bit, but <laughs> not as much as I used to in the past, I think, you know. I still kind of miss the group classes, right? Because it's yeah. just I do, I just do. It's difficult to explain. I just saw the people face to face. I could smile, they could smile back, you know, now I can do the same online, but it's not the same, you know? Yes, I I can tell you, for example, in my case, was the opposite, because mm-hmm. when I started my career, I started online, so, uh, and I was teaching uh, for two years just online, so I know, for example, there are many teachers who already have like a 20 years of experience. And the first online class they did was in 2020, last year. Yeah. So no. it was yeah. it, it was it, it was it was it was amazing for me. Like uh, well, but I I already <laughs> had two years of experience. Was it's amazing yeah. because yeah. I'm sure that I was more comfortable than those people. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I might consider myself as, as as those as those people actually, because I may have I may have taught a few classes online, but that was like an exception before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But that was more like an exception rather than a rule. So I am one of those people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know what? 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 what, 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 what there is another problem I have. Yeah. So I'm I'm a big fan of games. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a gamer. Mm-hmm. I like to use my computer for a lot of things, and one of them is gaming. And I don't have a TV, so I also like watch videos there and YouTube and all that, and Netflix and all that kind of thing. So for me, the problem is, if I only end up teaching online, the problem is that my I, I spend too much time in front of the screen, you know. So that's 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 also <laughs> what's kind of. What's making me think whether I should reconsider or at least just take some classes working for a school. So because it's all, I don't know, you know, it's just, I don't want to spend too much time in front of the screen and it's, yeah. it's definitely happening for me. So, okay. Uh, and another thing is like, uh, you are talking about schools. Like, uh, yeah, sometimes as a teacher, you are in your comfort zone when you just teach, you know, because sometimes when you have your own business, you need to, uh, you need yeah. to be a marketer, yeah. 
you need to attract your students and that's time consuming energy consuming so but sometimes when you work just uh in a school you do what you love and you are not yep. worried yep. about how to attract the students, the marketing, and, and the post that you need to do. Yes, it's like a, it's a, it's a lot of work. And I, and, and I think it's difficult uh, both sides because at the same time, when you work for a company, you pay a price. You know, it's like uh, uh, yep. sometimes yep. it's not uh, uh, fi- financially, financially convenient. Uh, no. in, in my case, for example, when I was teaching uh, uh, private students, and I, I was doing well financially, but it was a lot of work. It, it was not just teaching, you know. But when I started uh, working uh, for a school full time, I was just teaching. I enjoy that. But, yep. you know, yep. you have to deal with other things, not just financially. Sometimes they don't know what to do with the students and they give you the, the whole responsibility, you know. And always the fault is on the teacher, and <laughs> not the <laughs> school, you know. So mm. some, some, sometimes you need to uh, you need to uh, face that problem. But as I told you, I have learned a lot from schools. That sometimes I would like to go back to my old students when I was teaching privately and said sorry because I didn't know so much things that I know now that I could apply at that time, and I didn't because I didn't have that experience. You know, I, I was yeah. doing great I, uh, to them, but at the same time, it's like uh, I I was lacking of experience. And now but you know I what? would be so much way better if I do it again. But you know what? Just, just Gerardo, just mm-hmm. because you speak in this kind of way and you, you admit it and you are aware of this, makes me think that you must have been wonderful to them and you must have done a wonderful job. I yes. cannot imagine that you didn't give your best. I'm sure you gave your best. And that's what yes. matters at the end of the day, you know, because there are too yes. many teachers who just who just don't do their best for one reason or another. I would like to think that most teachers are like that, but I'm sure it's like, like mm-hmm. in every other walk of life, like it's in any profession, you have people who who do their best or who who who... I don't know, apply themselves or who just do what they can to the best of their ability. Yeah. Yes, but then, then you have people who, who just don't. Yeah. And it's just the way it is. I or are less, are less competent or something like that. But, yeah. uh, but I'm sure you're one of the good guys. I can, I can from what you are telling me, it, it's perfectly, yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely clear. It's, it's blatantly obvious. <laughs> Thank you. I think um, it, it, I, I don't know what is your background. If you have a bachelor's degree in teaching, do you have? Yeah, I have a master's degree, yeah. Yes, because sometimes I see sad that any kind of person can be called a teacher, you know. You see, yeah. for example, yeah. if people... If a business is looking for an accountant, you are not going to see like a bachelor's degree in any field. But that's something that I see a lot in this market sometimes, that people don't appreciate what a bachelor's in education is, you know. Sometimes like I feel like, okay, it's like uh, everybody can be a teacher. But actually, in my experience, there are people who have a lot of experience in this market, but they shouldn't be a they shouldn't be a teacher, honestly. They don't That's have. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. So there, you you now have teachers. Let me tell you something. 
let me tell you, I'm going to keep ranting here, but yeah. there are teachers out there who are marketers, for example. They are yeah. excellent marketers. They have studied marketing, and these people are the ones making the most money. That's the problem, yeah? Because they know how to market themselves. They know exactly what the clients want to see, want to read, want to hear. They know exactly how to attract their, their potential client's attention. And that's why they are, doing, they are better off than the amazing teachers with, with uh, great qualifications. You know, so this is, this is, this absolutely, this is making my blood boil. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. It's like, um, or, or for example, I have a friend that is always mad when he is talking about this because he, he is always saying like, uh, uh, there, there are many native, n native speakers who go to Asia to have fun just uh, teaching English like uh, for fun, you know, yeah. like uh, yeah. it's, it's not a career, you know, it's something that I can do if I just speak the language. Uh, but uh, it's not, it's, it's, it's very serious because you see like uh, the learning process is something serious that requires knowledge, requires a professional that sometimes exactly. people don't value, don't appreciate enough. It's like even sometimes they see me here like a perfect Spanish teacher, but it's like I am not actually, yep. not because yep. I am native, I am not. There are people who have studied that at university, how to teach Spanish. That's something that I have never done. My background is completely different, but you are, exactly. you, you are having an assumption that I am better at teaching a language just because I, I was born in a country as mine. But actually, my experience is is other. Actually, yeah, so, totally. Like, I, I, yes, I totally relate to what you just said. Like, I can't yeah. express uh, like in words like how 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 much I relate to this now. Like, I've mm -hmm. talked about this on the podcast a lot of times. I wonder what my listeners think about this. You know, is is am I ranting too much, listeners, or do you understand me? I think if I'm renting too much, they would have probably left by now. But you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. Like, at university, I studied English literature. I studied English cultural studies. I studied psychology. I studied even philosophy. I studied uh, linguistics, phonology, phonetics, syntax, morphology, lexicology, uh, all those disciplines. And it made me a better teacher because I have more knowledge now, which I can apply. And I studied didactics. I studied how to teach, how to teach, what are the best ways to do it, but the best methods, what are uh, effective methods and all that. And this is all part of my, my curriculum, right? Yes, and, man. Okay. And it, it matters. It should matter a lot. And then you have teachers who just, okay, this is my native language and... Yeah, Bob's your uncle. I'm going to teach, you know. And they and, and, they, actually, and they, I, they don't know what is a verb, for example. What is what, what a verb is, for example, a verb, an adjective, or a verb. Yeah, a yeah, verb. yeah, yeah. Yes. No, yeah, yeah. You are right. Yeah. The, the thing is, like, there are some things that I, of course, let's let's put it this way. So when when it comes to native speakers, they have a nice they have a nice accent. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I I'll give you that. That's that's true. 
But according to the research done, there is no evidence that would suggest that just because you have a teacher who teaches you, I don't know, once or twice a week and is a native speaker, you are going to speak like them. You know, you would have to have, you would have, they would have to be your life partner, you know, or, or you would have to spend like the whole day with them, like, or something like that for it to work. There, a lot of research has been, has been done into this, you know? So if you just yeah. take one or two classes with a native speaker, it's not really going to make, make any difference to it. It doesn't really matter. Like if you think now we are talking about the accent, yeah, the accent thing. Like you, yes. if you think you're going to speak like a native, all these ads speak up, speak like a native. No, <laughs> it's not, it's not like that. There is also like the critical age hypothesis, of course, like, of course, if you're kind of, if you are brought up, but maybe with little children, it might work a little bit more like that, but you still need a lot of exposure as a child, like as a little child. And then maybe yeah, if you go to um, an English speaking school and all your teachers are native speakers, let's say, yeah, and you spend like six hours a day in that school, then I, I guess as a child, I guess that could, that could have a positive impact on your own accent. Yes. But when it comes to just, it, when, once you are an adult and you take classes with native speakers, it doesn't mean that you're going to, you're suddenly going to speak like them. No. What matters yeah. is teachers who can tell you what you're doing wrong, teachers who know what what the what the difference between voiced and voiceless sounds uh, yeah. is. The teachers who can you know who can identify your er your your like fossilized errors and all those things. And so it's not like you're going to parrot what your teacher is saying. You know what I mean? So I know I perfectly know, and I know for example. Um, it's like um, this statement, like uh, you need to hate grammar, for example. Someone that is completely completely ignorant is going to tell you like uh, grammar doesn't care, you know? Doesn't but matter, before, yeah, you mean, yeah. It, it, yeah. Yes, it's like it doesn't matter. So, but it actually matters. But you need to, you need to know how to teach it, you know? Mm. Uh, but someone that is an ignorant, for example, if you're a native who, who doesn't know anything about grammar, you are going to say that. You're yeah, going to say that grammar is not of important course, of because course. you don't know about grammar. Yeah, you know? well, it's, 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 it's obvious because you're trying to sell yourself too. I just, yes. I just don't want to give the wrong impression, by the way. If there are any native speakers listening to this or... or um, I've got a lot of native speaker friends. I don't want to give you guys the wrong impression. I know there are a lot of qualified, well-qualified native speaker teachers. That's that's for up mm. for sure. And I have seen enough evidence to, to, to know that there are excellent teachers for because of the knowledge they have, because of their personality they have. That's yeah, that's definitely. not what I'm not I'm not saying any any of this. I'm just saying they should be there should be a level playing field. And, and I can say something. Sorry. And we should get it one last point and we should we should okay. simply call out we should simply call out the people who are imposters who are pretending to be maybe not the right word but who are pretending to be te not pretending teachers who are not really teachers you know yes do you know what yeah. i mean like who don't have the qualifications and who don't know what they are doing and they are still popular and they get thousands of followers just because of of being you are 
a native speaker. That's that's all I have to say. <laughs> you are absolutely right. There are amazing native English speakers out there. And let me tell you something. I don't know if you are gonna you are gonna tell me the opposite, you know, but I'm gonna tell you something from my experience. Sometimes yeah. I see more discrimination from na non-native to another yeah. than yeah. native to non-native. Can you tell me, can you elaborate on that? It's like uh, sometimes I see more discrimination from non-native to another non-native because it's like uh, there's this like a standard, like uh, there are a perfect English out there, you know? And I, I see the, the, this so, something hap this is something that happens like uh, basically just in English because in any other language, People are not that demanding at the time they speak, but with English, people are so demanding, you know, like your English has to be perfect. And sometimes mm -hmm. I see so many, this so much discrimination uh, yeah. from yeah. recruiters, for example, that are non-native. And yeah. just because uh, they, they auto automatic automatically think like a, a non-native can't teach or can't pronounce uh, 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 really well, or is not the right person to teach, just because yep. maybe they have an, an a native English speaker as a teacher. But it doesn't mean because you learn English with a native, or you uh, uh, you went abroad, or Spanish, you know? or Spanish in your case with a native, right? Yes, or for example, yeah. if you just because you went abroad and you uh, learned English, for example, because you paid a course in, in the UK to learn English, it doesn't mean like that is the only way to do it. Um, I have I have seen many people uh, uh, speaking great uh, a great English, uh, and they have never lived in an English-speaking country. Mm -hmm. But I have seen people with horrible English uh, yep. And they, and they live uh, and they have like a ten years living in the UK. Your yeah, absolutely, so, absolutely, absolutely. So, so sometimes, like uh, you need to see the person, the qualification, their English, and not just to uh, have a concept like uh, uh, no the people who have a great English they uh, they learn it in this way, you know. It's yeah, like a, yeah. there's not only one way to do it. I think no. me as a teacher, I have worked with different methodologies, but at the end of the day, I need to adapt them to yep. the students because it doesn't matter if this methodology you think is great. I'm sure that is is not going to be working out for everybody in the same way, you know? Absolutely. So no, I totally. Totally. So... Yes, yeah. that. that no, I, I have to say I agree with your point because we should start with our from ourselves. Really, we should look at ourselves in in the mirror, and th it's often us. Yeah, who we are, we are, we are cutting the branch we are sitting on. Yeah, yes. and we are shooting ourselves in the foot. Often it's us because because we perpetuate these stereotypes ourselves very often. And it's, it's because sometimes it's the imposter syndrome, yeah, as well. The, the, the thing that you think you're not good enough. And that's why all people who are like you are not good enough. That's not, it's not true. Yeah, it's not true. 
just because you're not good enough yourself that your English, you think your English is not good enough doesn't mean that someone else is not good enough or is has amazing English. As you said, we should look at people individually. And that's why the, these, these stereotypes are so dangerous. And yeah, it's been a lot of ranting today. Uh, <laughs> uh, Gerardo, I hope the listeners have been enjoying it nevertheless. And, um, and something that i would like to to say also it's like uh i am not i am not saying like uh it's better to study with a non-native or a native okay it's like uh you we need to see individually uh the yep. condition of everybody i think I, I am not saying here for example i am defending now uh non-native english uh, teachers but actually i know i am on the process, you know, I'm getting better. I am not saying here like uh, I am the perfect non-native English speaker or teacher uh, because mm -hmm. definitely I'm I'm learning a lot. I learn new things every single day. I think I am not going to stop. A language, it's almost impossible just to say I finished. I finished, yep. you know. It's like uh, well, that's, that's, that's the same for everyone, like even for native speakers, because they are also learning how to speak English. It, I know it sounds horrible. It sounds weird and all. It sounds uh, unimaginable for some of you or um, just, yeah, they are learning how to speak English because English that you speak in your daily life, my dear native speakers, is not necessarily the same kind of English you have to speak to your students. You often have to grade your language down when you speak to your students. You have to. You should, according to the most uh, recognized methodologies these days, uh, you should speak at a level that is just above your students. Yeah. So if your students are elementary, you should use the kind of language that's plus one, according to the Stephen Krashen's theory or uh, hypothesis. Yeah, and that well, that means just a little bit better than them. In terms of not not in terms of the of course you should speak in a correct way, but in terms of the the vocabulary you use, let's say, or the grammar structures you use, yeah. So it's yeah. it's a lot to take. It's it's a lot of responsibility to take on as a non as a native teacher as well to learn all this, and you only learn this through experience, really. And uh, well, they teach you at the, the teacher trainers teach you as well right they they show you the way you and if you read some books about it maybe that that helps too of course but uh of course some then then you have got native speakers who have a very strong accent yeah uh let's say well that's the thing you know like they should keep their accent that's the thing because often they are asked yeah they are asked to to speak American English or British English, but that what's that? What 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 is that? That you have some kind of regional identity. Let's say you are you are uh, from Manchester, yeah. So you have got the Mancunian, the Manchester accent, and the the students have, have never been exposed to that. And then you start teaching them, and they will struggle. They are, they are bound to struggle. But it's the beauty of the language that there are different variations, and your your. And if the, it, it's it's healthy for your students to get exposed to different accents, and they just need a few, let's say, a few more lessons with you than if you were speaking RP. But at the end of the day, they are going to benefit from this, and they're gonna love it. But often your employers will force you to to speak the you know the standard British pronunciation or the the received pronunciation, the RP. 
You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it's inter interesting because different kind of teachers or, or teachers of different backgrounds face different, dif different sort of issues and difficulties and challenges in their, in their teaching career. So I have heard about native speakers like who have some sort of regional accent like that, that is not considered the standard kind of accent. And that is, it's funny because they are actually facing a similar issue to, to ours, you know? Yes, definitely. It's so, like, uh, uh, some, I see like, um, you need to show uh, your students their reality, you know? It, there's not that perfect English and English doesn't belong to a country, you know? It's like uh, if you are a lawyer, for example, or an accountant and you need to learn English uh, and you are in a meeting, you are gonna find people who barely speak. You are gonna find people with different accents from different country, for example, people who uh, uh, who who know more than you and, and otherwise so it's it's like uh, that's the world and and, it's, and and maybe for example if you are gonna t you are gonna talk with a native English speaker that person is not gonna think like uh, oh your accent is like this you shouldn't improve this or no that doesn't happen you know especially in a in a completely different environment when you are in a business for example people know they are not thinking about that you know no, sometimes no. those insecurities uh, uh, come from from yourself from you absolutely it's like no, uh, absolutely. like uh, oh people think like uh, i am stupid because maybe my pronunciation or something people they are not thinking about it they don't know yeah, anything about no. that actually and it's a vicious that. circle and it's a vicious circle because then then your your lack of confidence is going to contribute to the to the communication issues then with that native speaker that you are talking to. They are going to keep, uh, feel awkward and uncomfortable uh, because of you feeling like that. So it's it's a vicious circle, yeah. So you're not doing anyone any favor with that. Uh, it's true. You should you should always have uh, some kind of a positive attitude, positive mindset never stop learning kind of mindset as well and yes. you should just treat people like i guess that's that's the, that's the main moral of this podcast you just look at people individually yeah don't judge people based on some features like where they are from what skin color they have what religion they have i know it's difficult sometimes i know it's difficult because we all do it in some way in some form but ultimately if you do it too much, I don't think I don't think it's it's go, it's going to bring positive positive relationships for you in the future, or or it's just it's going to it doesn't it won't produce the results you you all you always wanted, you know? Yeah. The, the... Yes. Definitely. I I I for example, I know about a story. A, a student um, uh, rejected uh, a, his teacher accent. You know, she wanted yep. to have something. Uh, she wanted to have someone native. You know, in order yep. to teach her. And and I, for me, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. Sense, you know, because it's like uh, at the end of your journey, you are lucky if you 
ended up speaking English as your teacher because that's going to be the accent that you are going to have. Honestly. <laughs> and you know what it also shows? You know, it also shows that perhaps this person doesn't do anything for their English in their free time. Because how many podcasts are there by native speakers or how many TV shows? You can do so much. You can do so much more in your free time with native speakers. Like, why would you have to say some yes. anything like that? It just doesn't make any sense. They, 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 they just deluded these people. They think if they have a class with a teacher, like once a, like let's say even if it's one hour a day, it's not going to be enough. It's never going to be enough. You're not going to end up speaking like them. Yeah. It's just with the pronunciation. It's you know, it's 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 a really difficult thing. To, yeah, it's, because it, if you think sometimes they think like. Uh, uh, their success depends on the teacher just, yeah, you know? exactly. So if the teacher has an accent, I am going to have it or I am not going to succeed in this process. They are already prepared to fail, you know? Yeah. So yeah. they yeah. think like uh, any factor that is not what their mind uh, says is, is good, you know, they are going to fail, you know, they are not yeah, going to succeed. Yeah. So they are, they are insecure, just, you know, they yeah. want the best because if they don't want the best to learn, uh, they are going to fail. So it's fear. It's fear, definitely. <laughs> yep. Well, I think we will leave it there, Gerardo. Thank you very much for all your insight. I mean, it's been it's been wonderful talking to you. It's so easy. It's like it, it feels at times as if I'm talking to myself here because I I have exactly the same views as you do. <laughs> yeah, I know it might have sounded a bit weird the way I said it, no, but you no, know no, what no. I mean. Thank you so like, much for that. Thank I think I think it was an it was an it was really easy for us to make a connection in this sense because ultimately we are both English teachers. Yeah. Um, yes. And that's it, yeah. So thank you I so hope much you guys for having me. Yeah, anytime, man. I might even have you back at some point if you if you are interested, because I think you yeah. there are a lot of things you you can really uh, talk about, and uh, it's it's cool. It's cool. I hope <laughs> the listeners enjoyed it too. And um, yeah, don't forget. Soon we are going to have episode uh, four hundred, I believe. I don't know if this is this is this episode 399 I don't know at this point but I think so it might be let me quickly check um yeah I think this this is either 399 or 398 I believe yes so wonderful talking to you Thank you, Denek, for having me it was great it was my first time doing a podcast and I have Definitely, I it was great for me. Yes, you, I, you did a fantastic I, job. <laughs> thank you. You did a fantastic job, Gerardo. And uh, maybe yeah, I should thanks. have a career on this. <laughs> Sorry, maybe I should have a career on this. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. This is this is just the start, man. <laughs> this is just okay. the start. You get you're, you're bound to fall in love with podcasting yourself. You will see. <laughs> I can I can only I I I can only assume that since you have been teacher only for four years. I can only assume that you are very young. So uh, you have got your 25, entire... 25 years old. 25? 
27, sorry, 27 okay, years. Okay, so your, your future is ahead of you and, uh, you know, I'm sure you're going to make it. Okay, Thank everyone, you. thanks very much for listening and until, until next time, bye. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenex English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenexenglishpodcast.podbean.com. Listening to podcasts can help you with your listening skills. If you wish to work on your speaking skills, join my brand new Discord group called Learn English Online. You will find the invite link on my website, teachesthenek.com, zep section.